Action Park Media. Hi, I'm Ethan Suplee. Welcome to American Glutton. Outside of acting, my two favorite things to do are diet and eat. I have a very complicated relationship with food, and on this podcast, we're going to talk about all of it. Food as entertainment. Food as sport. Food as fuel. I'll talk to experts and the average person, just like you and me. I hate to ask you to do anything, but if you're enjoying the show, please take a moment to like, subscribe, rate, review, all of the above on whatever app you're getting it from. Today on American Glutton, my guest is Luke Manley. Luke's personal journey was chronicled on the Instagram account Humans of New York. Luke is here to talk about his struggle to stop bullying himself since he received a huge outpouring of support online. You can find Luke on Instagram at Lukey Lunchbox. Luke Manley, welcome to the American Glutton Podcast. Thanks for having me, man. This is crazy. Dude, I'm so glad to ha- have you. I uh I saw the post on um on uh people of New York. And then I, I read an article in the, I believe it was the Daily Mail about you. And I'm just, I'm just f- fascinated by your, your openness and your honesty. And I just wanted to talk to you and have a conversation. Well, first, yeah, let me say thanks a lot, man. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Boy Meets World, first off, forever the Titans. It's, it's, it's a very cool experience, and I really appreciate it. Uh, the Humans of New York thing it totally changed my life. I, I mean, that guy was such a nice guy, Brandon. Uh, he, he really got it out of me, you know? Yeah. It's, and, and uh, I imagine it's stuff when you're saying he really got it out of me. Like you, I don't know how long you guys talked or what, if, if, if every word you said to him was in that post, I would be amazed, but it must've been a broader conversation than that. Right. Yeah, uh, that's the thing. I thought he was going to have like a recorder going, you know, but he was writing it down, like just bullet points of stuff. And yeah, we had like, I think we talked for about an hour. Right. We just took like bits and pieces of it, you know? Yeah. Have, have, have you, you talked about like trying to not make yourself the butt of the jokes. How, how has that evolved? Have you, be, have you been successful at that? Honestly, yes. I'm, I'm still doing it, unfortunately. But it's gotten better. And my friends even have told me, like, dude, like, we just hung out uh, and you didn't make one fat joke about yourself. Like, you're doing better, man. Like, right. so it's cool to hear that, you know, because I, I did it a lot, man. Yeah. I found for myself that um, a huge portion of my life was designed around um, setting up these kind of habits and behaviors for myself that would kind of take this burden of thought and handle it in a way that I could then not be looking at it myself so much. Like when I would go into a a restaurant or something like that, my, my go-to very quickly was like making sure that the seat was going to be adequate for me that I didn't, you know what I mean? Like you never know. Like course, yeah, if course. it's a, if it's a booth, it could be too tight. And then you're like, I got to get a chair for outside the booth. And that's a little bit of panic. If it's got fucking um, arms on the chair, that could be a disaster. <laughs> if the chair just looks weak, then I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to, I'm basically in a squat for dinner. Right. You know, it's all leg <laughs> muscles and all of this, but in a way, all of this is, um, 
is being done so that I can quickly like that just becomes behavior so that I can quickly have that occur. So I'm not really thinking about myself. I'm like, does that make sense? That makes total sense. And to be honest, I didn't even realize that the majority of like, when, when, like restaurants, like I'm totally thinking, I'm not thinking about my weight, just the fact of how to navigate what to do. Like what you just said, it's crazy to think about, but it, that's exa- every time I go to a restaurant, whether it be my family or friends, like, it's like, I, I, I don't want to do a booth. I don't know if, if the yeah. table could fine. If the, the table stuck to the wall though, it's like, Oh, it's a shame. Yeah. I have this thing to this day with my wife where she's like a, she's like a, a, a normal, I, I mean, I still have it in other areas, so I'm not going to just give her a total pass on this, but she is very much just like exists in the moment. And, and like, it first hit me one of the first times we traveled together where she was like, okay, we got to go to the airport. We get in the car. We're on our way to the airport. She pulls off and I'm like, well, where are you going? This isn't the airport. And she's like, let's stop at the mall real quick. And I'm panicking now and going, you want to stop at the mall on the way to like, this is crazy. I have all these built in things. Like I got to be two hours early even if it's just like a local flight at a small airport, because I'm not as fast as my wife. You know, my wife is like a speed racer to the thing and it does nothing. And, and like, even if there's some risk to her of missing the flight, she then gets on the plane and is elated. Like we made it. And for me, I'm now covered in sweat. I'm exhausted. I've, I've been on the verge of a, a, an anxiety attack the whole time. Like it's not even worth it. So I got to be early. And even to this day where I could probably hustle my way to the air, to the airplane and not be in a total miserable state. I still have this thing built in of like, I can't, I somehow being late to something would shine attention on this thing that I'm just trying to like distract people from even myself i totally agree man like it's that's nuts i would never dream of going to the mall before i was going to the flight you gotta get there early man like it sucks that like i wish i was like your wife like oh yeah just we'll we'll be all right we'll be fine and it no it's but i totally agree that's exactly what i do too man yeah still what, what, what are you, what are you, what are you laying in now? Because obviously <clears throat> it's not healthy to be so down on yourself all the time, even if you're doing it in a, in a ironic or, or satirical or comical way, these are not good uh, <laughs> mental exercises to be putting yourself through. No. And I, unfortunately I learned that the hard way. Uh, Cause I guess, I guess second grade was when I realized, oh shit, like I'm a big boy. I looked at the scale, it was 110. And it was all, and like all my other friends were saying what their weight was. I was like, okay, well, I'm not that, you know. But yeah, like ever, like ever since then, I was like, oh shit, you know, it's, it was all downhill from there. But I, I made it to the point where I, like up until college, I didn't really care I was big, you know, like I was still kind of popular and like had friends and, like made people laugh, but like, I never realized that the harm it did to my mental state, like always making fat jokes, always making fat jokes. Oh, like just every day just to make other people laugh and make other people 
not have the chance to make fun of me. Yeah. Like I was always the one making fun of me. You're not doing it, you know? Yeah. So, and it, it definitely took a toll on me. And, uh, thankfully I've been seeing a therapist like lately, like my anxiety got really bad. Uh, and, but it's gotten very, a lot better, especially after the humans in New York thing and all those comments and stuff, like it really helped me, you know? Yeah. So it was very, I mean, I read that you would make a, make a joke before you'd take your shirt off. I just want to say kudos to you. I never would take my shirt off. You know what I mean? Oh. Like, whatever these shields are that we have that we're throwing up that are like fucking not real shields. Right. Because I, I, I like for me, a white t-shirt in a pool is about as good a shield as a fat joke. You know what I mean? They're, That's true. They're That's both true. like, neither one of them is actually disguising anything. <laughs> You're totally right, man. Like that's why I took my shirt off. Cause it's like, what the hell? They don't know you're fat under the shirt. Like right. you might as well take it off, you know, but yeah. yeah I, and oh my God. How, 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 how are you finding that attempting to not do that? Like, is it causing you to think about other things? Is it causing other emotions to come up or are you, do you, do you think you're finding other ways of distracting it or you're just kind of going like, this is okay. I'm, I'm trying to do that. Yeah. I, I, I'm, and I'm getting better at it, but it's always still the back of my mind. Like it's always there, you know, and I know I have to lose weight. I, I know it's not healthy to be a big, this size, you know, but it's just, I'm getting like, I've got to the point where, Okay, like, or I'm trying to get to the point where, okay, I'm a big guy. I'm trying my best. I'm trying not to eat as bad as I was and do these things that I was doing, but it's still, you know, I'm human. I'm still going to do them. And I'm, I'm getting better at saying that's okay. Right. Like, you know, like finally, like I've never done that in my life. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. I think um, it's hard. I, you know, look, I don't know. And, and I think some people have different motivational successes and so like um i just think it's difficult to have whatever whatever the goal is if you you said uh, you you talked about health and and for me like health never i was never successful going after health now i kind of am like if there's a health marker that i'm like oh that's not good i'd like to improve that I, i can be a little bit more successful but like when i go back to when i was in the thick of um beating myself up, I was really incapable of progressing towards a goal while shitting on myself, basically. Does that make sense? Oh my God. Yes. That's, that's exactly it, man. Like it's, it's almost like a double-edged sword. Yeah. Like you're, you're like, and it's, that's the thing. It's like the size I am, it's like so intimidating to like, oh shit, I gotta lose that much weight. It's not like oh 20 pounds of you know, it's it's like so it's like you'd rather just like give up, honestly. Like that's how I felt, you know. So it, it sucks, dude. Yeah. I'm, yeah, you know. It, I mean, it's a lot to confront, but I think that those compounding factors too. I mean, like, it, but it's I think it's and it's all part of it, this thing that we can get trapped up in if, of like, I'm going to I'm going to use a fat joke to distract people from being fat. 
I'm going to wear, for me, it was like, I, I'll wear a t-shirt in the pool, which like somehow I felt better about that. And I was really not ever feeling good about myself, but like then setting a goal, whatever goal that is. And by the way, like, you know, I don't walk around looking at people who smoke cigarettes and thinking like, God, that guy's really unhealthy. I look at a person smoking cigarettes and go, that guy's living his life. Like good for him. I wish I could smoke a cigarette, but I got a wife and kids who like will scream at me and like, it's not worth it at that point. But like, as far as health goes, that's not the reason I don't smoke. You know what I mean? Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Okay. Okay. I get it. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I'm just, I'm just saying like, if you have this idea, first of all, I don't, I think you're a great dude. Like I like you and, and I have no desire for you to do or anything that doesn't actually make you happy. Right. Um, I do think like just listening to you speak and reading your words that, um, you didn't feel good about treating yourself that way. And so like, I'm glad you're trying not to. No, thanks a lot. And I, uh, I, that's the thing. I never realized that it was bad doing that. Like, like up until everyone was saying like, stop blowing yourself. Stop. Like, I I don't know. It it just was my way of life of my way of dealing with it. I never realized, Oh, this is going to affect your, mental health in 10 years or, you know, but it definitely did. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it sucks. It's, it sucks trying to work that back and yeah. stop doing it. Been my every day, every instance, every time I go into a store, everything, like I'm just watching people, like if they're looking at me, how I get out of the car and it, it, it just sucks trying to stop it, but I, I'm trying. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, man. And, and listen, for what it's worth, I'm, I have a low body fat percentage right now. I still have tremendous anxiety going to the airport with my wife because I, I, I still feel very inclined to being early and to not having any attention and to not having to rush because I associate rushing with that just being more attention to me being fat, right? Because he's rushing because he's slow because he can't like it all just equals the same thing. So my point is like, I've been, I've been actively working at at this for a long time, pretty successful at that, at that aspect of it, right. At achieving goals that I've set for myself, which is, I also think very not, not an easy thing to do. And all that kind of mental baggage, like, I still don't want to take my shirt off, bro. You know what I mean? Get out, get out of here. I, I, I'm, I am completely disinterested in taking my shirt. Listen, if I'm with my wife and kids, yeah, th- yeah. that's fine. But in public, you mean? Oh, my God. I, like, did it once at a beach and, like, was, like, so tense the whole time. Like, I couldn't. It's just not fun. And, 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 and my shirt is your version of a fat joke. So like, you know, I just think it takes a lot of work. Like, I'm really glad you're cognizant of that. I didn't have it prior to when I started, I was white knuckling my way towards goals. And, and let me just say here, 
you look fucking fantastic. All right. By by the way. Thank yeah, you. you good for you, buddy. You're doing it, man. I'm trying. I'm trying. And, I, you know, I, I ask I, you, sorry, the, the airplane thing. Yeah. When, like when you were bigger, how did you navigate doing that? Like, did you just get a seatbelt extender and like, like, like buy private like seats? You know what I mean? I would always, uh, well, look for, for work. There's like these weird rules in, in work, uh, where they have to send me first class. That's like a union rule. Okay. And so that's helpful. However, I will say I was so big that, you know, you get a decent buffer in between you and the guy next to you in first class. I would spill over that often and be in and like and then you'd see this guy and then I'd feel really guilty like this schmuck spent however much money on his first class seat and he's sitting next to me like how awful for him. I still needed seatbelt extensions in first class. And I, 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 you know, you run into some real crummy people some some flight attendants who are just like slipping you one because they know you need it you don't even have to ask right like that's decent yeah and then some like i remember i was getting on a flight to uh frankfurt germany or something like that and and i was on lufthansa um which is a nice airline but i was the the lady did a presentation in english so she wasn't like incapable of understanding english and i called her over and asked her for the seatbelt extension that she used in her presentation right and okay. she she made a performance out of not understanding me um and 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 it's just like you know that's not fun but i i stole a couple like a couple they don't <laughs> come and ask you for them back you're supposed to just leave them there and i will say i i, I went home with a couple so that i wouldn't have to ask for them in the future you know to be completely honest, I I've never asked for one. Yeah, I've been on maybe eight flights, like four times. I've been on, you know, and every time I just put the seatbelt under my stomach. Yeah, or don't wear it, or just they're nice enough and they give me one, and I yeah. don't, you know, yeah. So yeah, there, 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 yeah, there are decent folks out there who who yeah. who will who will know. And then yeah, I I, I for sure have done that before sticking it on my stomach like all they need to see is the two <laughs> two sides of it right and any exactly. portion of it it must be connected under there somewhere <laughs> and thankfully we didn't crash so that would have sucked if we went down i would have been flying all over that airplane so <laughs> right. taking out heads of people strapped <laughs> into seats appropriately <laughs> oh god yeah flying flying i mean I don't, I don't think flying is still fun, but, but there are aspects of um, conditioning that I kind of created for myself that I I haven't gotten rid of. And so, you know, that's now something I want to be like, no, it's okay. We can, we can plan on being at the airport one hour before the flight takes off uh, the way regular people do that. And I'm just fighting it the whole time, you know? Okay, no, that's good. That so, so it just it just crazy to me, like the amount of weight you lost, and and you're still going through it. That's nuts, man. How the brain works. It's cra- you know? yeah, it's crazy. But I think it's that thing of like when I when I read what you talked about, this isn't something you just came up with a week ago, right? This is this is something that these are, I believe, uh, defense mechanisms that we 
create and adopt over a long period of time that are then so habitual, they are a part of our existence. Yeah, man, you'd hit it right on the head. That's exactly it. Yeah. And, and, and so I, yeah, I really don't think that, um, I don't think that success in that area or, or, you know, first of all, very clearly not good for our mental health because it's not fun. It, like it's, it's constantly, constantly are down on yourself, you know, like, uh, I mean, I mean, I try to talk to my kids about schoolwork and they're like, I can't do this. I'll never be able to do this. And I'm like, well, you certainly aren't going to be able to figure out algebra if you go into it saying, you know, if your mantra is I can't do this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think much in the same way for guys like you and me, if we're constantly saying like, I'm a piece of shit, like I'm unworthy of uh, affection. I'm unworthy of, of, you know, even friendship sometimes like um, it's going to be hard to be successful in other areas simply because we're just creating this universe where we're, we're not, we're, we can't win if we can't believe in ourselves. Exactly. And it, and it starts becoming true. Yeah. Like, like, like you said, like the affectionate thing, like, and you start making up excuses of why, of how not to like, go ask a girl on a date like oh no I'm, I'm too fat she's not gonna say anything like yeah you know so you just start making excuses for yourself and and you start believing it and it, it's it's not good at all you know it's and hard. then and then there's another weird aspect too where it's like i'm a piece of shit i like this girl i'm too much of a i'm too, i i know she's not gonna like me but then if she does, how could I still like her? Because she likes a piece of shit. Does that make sense? <laughs> yes. Like, yes, it does. There's no, there's no winning in that scenario. If, if I uh, suck, oh, no, there isn't. If I'm terrible and the girl I like likes me, then she likes something terrible. And then I kind of lose respect for her. So there is really no success <laughs> in that universe. I, I, you know. You're right, man. I never thought of it like that. It's fucked. It's nuts. Which is like, I look at you. You're a fun, nice guy. Like, you know, women bitch about like guys sucking. You don't suck. Like, I'm sure <laughs> there's going to be a host of girls that are like, no, he'd be a really good boyfriend. He'd treat me well, you know, like all that stuff. Yeah. But if you are convinced that you're terrible and then they like you, how can you think it's <laughs> going to make you think less of them a little bit, right? Yeah, man. It, it's a, it's a net. You can't win. You're right. It's like, oh my God, dude. I, I never actually thought of it like that. It definitely subconsciously is what you're thinking. Yeah. And it's, yeah, you're totally right. And, and I, like, I would even say like, cause, cause even today I, I have issues with like, I'll, I'll go into the bathroom in the morning. I'm just in my underwear. I catch a, a, a glimpse of myself. And the first things I'm thinking about are, are things I want that aren't as good as I want them to be. Right. Areas that I'm just like, Okay, I got a paunch. That's no good. My abs, I don't see abs. Like what? These are all problems, right? Fucking real insanity. Um, 
And so I go like, let me find something. Is there anything that I can look at and go like, Hey, that's not so bad. That's okay. Like, how do my traps look? How's my, you know what I mean? Like, are my cheekbones okay? You know what I mean? Like, look at you. You got a fucking great head of hair, bro. I'm very oh, envious of your head of hair. Yeah. Thanks a lot. So whatever it is, I think we can find these things that like, if we're talking about girls, like what do girls like? I tell you right now, girls like wit. You're pretty witty. You're funny. That's something girls like. Um, you seem to be kind. That's something girls like. So I think if you, and this is what I'm just saying, like have has worked for me. I've seen um, feeling better about myself is like finding positives and building that as the platform rather than like the, if I start to have negative thoughts, I got to shift over and, and work on positive thoughts. Like what, okay, what, what, what am I not, how am I not a piece of shit? Can I make a list of things of pros? And then, you know, that becomes easier. I'm just going to think with these pros, like if we're talking about girls, um, surely you could come up with aspects of yourself that are desirable by girls. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I, I, like, I definitely like what I'm thinking is Tinder and Bumble and like all these things I've tried. And it's, it's obviously just based on looks like you're swiping right on, you know, and I've had conversations with girls on there and it just, it all dies, man. I, I, I should have been born in the fifties. I can't text. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I, I like talking to people in real life. Like, I don't know. Oh, how was your day? And it just it falls flat on his ass. I got to have emotion in these, you know? So, and where, where I meet women, unfortunately a lot, or maybe fortunately, oh, usually bars. And like, to me, like you're going to a bar to meet like a good looking woman or, you know, or a good looking man. And I don't fit that category. I mean, I, I, I think my face is okay. You know, but I'm a chubby guy and not a lot of chubby guys go out to bars. I, I seen honestly. So, and like, so I, I don't blame the girls like in the post, like you're looking for just a cheap, okay. Like a hookup or maybe not, but right away you're drinking with your friends and you're just looking for the best looking person. I think, you know, so you can't really like talk to a girl in a bar and like, I don't, you know, so that's where I'm like trying to find out other places to go and meet women. Yeah. So you can actually have a conversation with them. Yeah. It's very, it's very difficult. Um, especially because of the prevalence of uh, how these kind of how technology is is leading us to uh, how we have relationships with people um, and and somebody should create an app where it's like I just want to get to know somebody like I'm looking you know what I mean like if <laughs> if the first selling point is a very uh, material base this is what this person looks like by the way this is the absolute best this yes. person will ever look. Yep. This doesn't actually look like them at nine o'clock in the morning or 11 o'clock at night. This is like some work <laughs> has gone into this, right? And there's lighting and stuff. And yes. that's the selling point. Then it is really just base and, and about hooking up. But I, I, because I haven't been in that world in a long time, I don't know why somebody doesn't try to create something for people who are interested in relationships and uh, isn't based immediately off 
what people look like because I th- listen, dude. Talk to a lot of girls who are like, I I just want to be treated well and like have somebody that cares about me and. Um, I don't know how you find that when it is all just like a headshot or like a bikini pic or something. Yeah, yeah. And I think we might have just came up with a million dollar idea here, Ethan. Make an app and you don't know what the hell they look like. Yeah. And you get to know them like you're looking yeah. for a relationship. Like, please go make this app. I think it, it would be a net positive to the world, you know. Yeah, just you just see their bio and their interests. Yeah. And then start talking to them, and, you know, that would be cool. That'd be a cool idea. Yeah. And at some point, you got to meet in real life. Like, otherwise, we're just yeah. doing Twitter or something like that, you know, <laughs> which could be what we're talking about. But like with the with the intent of like, I want to meet somebody. Um, yeah. Yeah. Bars. But uh, the other issue with bars are that I think when when intoxicants are uh, an integral component um you know are we really getting to know each other there i don't think so no yeah that's the thing that's the thing that's what like so i'm trying to think of where like I, i mean i don't know maybe i'm just stupid on this point but like where else does like a 20 something meet go meet with you know yeah yeah i listen I was a 20 something in the, uh, in the nineties. And so it was, it was, a whole, you know, I'm going to be a grandfather soon. I have no idea what, wh- where to go <laughs> at this point to meet girls. Like, um, I, you know, I met my wife at a coffee shop when I was 16 and it took me years of like getting to know her and becoming friends and creating that relationship before, there was anything romantic with us. Um, but I will say this Four years. I was never, I was totally convinced that I was unworthy of her uh, affections in that way because I didn't like myself. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Okay. You know, and, and even a little bit in the beginning, I like wouldn't want to do public displays of affection because I wouldn't want that tarnish on her. You know, I wouldn't want people to think less of her because of me. If we're walking together, we're friends. That's fine. If we're holding hands or kissing or something, I would feel like that would just shine a bad light on her. This is complete horseshit, dude. (laughs) That dude, that, that sucks that you that you think that you know like that that sucks that that you used to think that you know i and i i to be honest with you i i never had a girlfriend so like i don't know what that would be like but i'm assuming it would be the same thing you know i mean like, I, I, yeah i don't know if you have all the exact same things that i have i, I think you're a you're a courageous warrior for being able to say the things you said you know and and the idea that you take your shirt off for me i'm like i can't like i can't do that today so like you got courage bro you got a set of nuts right like i think like if you start patting yourself on the back a little bit start um championing yourself a little bit like you're awesome dude go be awesome you know what i mean like you don't have to have all the garbage (laughs) i have 
and and no, thank you. And um, and and that's the thing. Like, I I've I've like had these little things with women or whatever, hooked up with women, but but never like went out with girls. So and that's like in high school, every single girl like that I was friends with that I would want to like, okay, maybe this will work, you know. I I was just so scared of rejection. That was my main thing. Like, I'd rather just be friends with them than that than to be like, oh, I want to go on a date, and then it just be so weird and awkward if they said no. Yeah. Or or I would feel horrible if they said no. That was my downfall in, in high school and college. Like the girls I would want, I'd just be like, nah, they, they'd probably say no, and it, it won't work. And it, so I'd rather just not know. And yeah. It's a horrible way to look at it too. It's a horrible way to look at it. I have utter understanding of what you're saying because I that was exactly me too I would never say anything because the rejection would be far worse than just never trying and being convinced that it would be rejection anyways like you don't have to experience something you know that's going to happen and it's going to suck yeah um the one the one point I would make and like I think these guys are kind of scummy and so I don't I it's not that I'm advocating for um this whole idea that these guys do, but there are like, you know, these coaches and they just talk about like um, the quantity, like, you know, you talk to guys who I would talk to guys who, um, who I would consider good looking when I was a teenager and about like, how do you get a girlfriend? Like, what is this thing? And they're like, well, I get rejected all the time. Right. And, and, and it's just fine. Like, I don't care. (laughs) Eventually a girl doesn't reject me and I have a girlfriend and I would just be like, why wait, (laughs) you're just okay with constantly getting shot down. You know what I mean? And, and my friend was like, well, yeah, like how, if you want to be successful, you got to like try a lot to be successful. You know, this whole thing. I think there's some aspect of that too, that like is helpful to think with without being a, a gross person, you know? Yeah. 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 No, of course. And, and that's, it's exactly it. They, I, I, I don't, I, I envy people that could just all oh, get at it. Like, Oh, she's directing me. That's fine. I'll just move on to the next person. That would stick with me for weeks, months. Me too. If that girl rejected me that, you know, that's, Oh, well, because I could do it. for me, part of it was um, that I, in order to have that, I'd have to actually like the person. And in order to like the person, I'd have to establish some rapport with them. And by that point, I'm like, I really like this person. Like I'm invested in a a relationship on any level with this person. Now I'm going to ruin it by like saying, like, (laughs) I have feelings for you that may, that I'm sure you don't have for me. It's a, it's another trap really. Right. Um, like, if I hate myself, then anybody who likes me, I'm going to think less of them in the same way that if I like this person, I'm not going to risk whatever to let them know. Like, you know, I do think that um, part of uh, the things that have helped me is, is going, uh, I'm not going to, you know, looking at the stoics and stuff like that, who are like very much like, don't, don't react based on fear or greed, like these kind of principles in life. And I did, I can say that for most of my life, I was reacting 
based on fear. I'm scared of, and I'm going to rationalize it by whatever saying I'm a piece of shit or garbage or unworthy, but really it's just that I'm scared, you know? Yeah, man. That, and that, that ultimately may be it too. Like, like, what if I, I, I go out with a girl, what if I, what if she likes me? What if it, it, it is kind of scary. Like, like hat, like, like, you know, like I was, I was thinking about this with, um, like I, I got a bunch of followers when that when humans in New York guy uh, posted me and it's like, it's like, I'm almost scared to post things like, cause if people don't like it or if yeah. people don't, you know, it's like, it's like, I'd rather just not post it. Just, okay. Just, you know, it's, it's, it sucks to have that mindset too. Yeah. The pressures of, of all of this are very, very difficult, but, Really, I think if if we lay out what we want, like things we genuinely want that aren't um, strictly reactions of fear, or greed, or 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 something of that nature that are that are analytically um, uh, uh, not harmful desires or whatever, and 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 we think about paths to getting them. I think we do have to just stop kind of giving a shit what people think at some point right now that's i also think that's easier said than done i think you can you can go i don't i'm not going to give a shit what people think and still you do and you're going like but i i don't want to give a shit about what people (laughs) think but i'm feeling all these things and it's like as long as you can spot it and realize what it is and try to get beyond it i think you're going to win that fight no, you're right, and and it just—it's so easier said than done. I like uh, like people were commenting like great comments on that on the post, but the the like what the ten or five that were bad comments stuck with me for so much longer. And it's like, why the hell does your brain do that? Why does my brain do that? Why is it sticking? There's hundreds of comments that are nice, and these stupid little ones that are like mean—they just stick with you. Yeah, and it's that like, come on, who cares what these idiots say online? It, it it's easier said than done. No, you got to I I care. That's why. That's what it is. I care too. I you know I uh, I you, you know I guess it's hard because that's a different person's post, so you have no control over that. I am so with you though. Like, if I post something and get a ton of really positive stuff. I will only remember word for word, the negative stuff. Right. And then, <laughs> and, and like, I don't know what base, like genetic instinct this is that's been built into us to do this. It's some survival mechanism, I'm sure. But like, I, yeah. I just, I will never interact with that because I think giving it room in your head is terrible. So I'll delete that shit immediately. And I think for, for your, for your own stuff, because I look at what you post and I think it's really funny and clever. Like I can't, I can't imagine an angle where somebody's like, fuck this guy. I'm going to talk, I'm going <laughs> to, you know, but there are just creeps out there who are like, I want to, I want to just bum people out there. That exists too, but you just delete them, you know, yeah. uh, and block yeah. them, ignore it. Yeah. Don't let it, don't let them win. you certainly don't want those creeps to win. No, no, no. You but know. it just sucks that it sticks with you, you know, but uh, 
but no, yeah. Every time like someone does it on my thing, I, I delete it. Yeah. Yeah. But it still it still sticks with you. Yeah. You uh, have you have you done any diets? Have you ever dieted? You said you're eating healthier now. What does that mean? I mean, it's it's kind of a lie to be completely honest with you. Okay. It's definitely it's I, I've done it's I've been eating like since this all started. I've tried at least to to start eating a little better, but but to be honest, it's still it's still not good. Um, and yes, I've done diets. Um, the the main one I, that comes to mind was in college. My buddy Durso uh, was like, "Hey man, like, like you want to try this out? Like, I'll do it with you." So, like he was a nice guy, and he wasn't like pushy about it. I was like, "Yeah, okay." It, like costed money. Like this guy gave us like a plan or whatever. So and it was it did about three or four months on it, and of course I like cheated a, like more than I should have, but I did stick to it. And like I went to the gym almost every day, like maybe four times, five times a week, like a good amount. And like, I, I didn't, I never went on the scale though. And that's my downfall. I never, never wanted to know how much I weighed. And I, I think if it showed like I was losing, like I didn't think I was losing weight, but if it showed I was, maybe I would have stuck with it. And just when people say, Oh, go to the gym, man, it makes you feel fantastic. Get the hell out of here. It sucks. A- afterwards, like, okay. You don't, you feel like less of a piece of shit, I guess. But it's not like, yeah, I can't wait to do this tomorrow. This is a fun thing to do here. No, it blows. And eating fucking eating chicken and rice, it sucks. Give me Chinese food. Give me pizza. God, I don't like, why does it taste so good if it's so bad? What the hell? (laughs) Come on. Yeah, I will say as far as the gym goes, I think if you if you don't feel good, like I think there can be you could find a level where you do feel good and that would be the level i would suggest like don't blow past this to the point of exhaustion you know if you can't if you can't beat on day two what you did on day one by a a minute or two of whatever then maybe you are doing too much on day one that would be my suggestion for for the for the gym um and as far as food goes, no, it's I, I have no I have no argument at all. You're right. Pizza is way better than chicken <laughs> and rice. You know, <laughs> do you do you I was going to ask you, do you like you obviously eat healthier? Like, do you have days where you cheat or meals still like? Yeah, yeah. Right. Or no. It's gotten to the point where it's so rare and and it's only so rare now because when i do eat that way i just i really don't feel good and okay that's yeah it took a long time i think of of just like real willpower to even get to the point where that was true but now i can you know if i go out with my kids and have ice cream i feel awful the next day i feel like hung over and so the um the compulsion to do it has gotten less because of that. Um, but like, you know, one year, uh, my wife and kids basically had like a little mini revolt over Thanksgiving. I was like, just taking Turkey breast and they were like, come on, asshole. You can't die today. This is, this is too much. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. I'll have some stuffing too, you know, like, and, and so I realized like, I don't want to be, I don't want to flip, like one extreme for another necessarily to the point where I can't enjoy Thanksgiving with my wife and kids. Like that's no good. Um, yeah. 
you know, I still, yeah, go ahead. So does it like, it doesn't trigger you to start eating bad. It just makes you feel like shit. That's why you don't do it. Well, no, no, there's that too. Like if you, if I string together, uh, like one year we were out of town for Christmas through new year's and I was kind of like, I'm not going to be dieting this whole week. Right. And then getting back after new year's, it was, it was actually much harder. And so that's when I go, like, I can't do a whole week of not thinking about it. You know what I mean? Um, Because it does. You're yeah, that's exactly right too. It becomes harder to get back on. And when, when you were at like, like your biggest, whatever, like, like you just didn't like, you weren't dieting, you didn't exercise. Right. Or were you trying to, or or no, you just at my, at my biggest, I was, uh, no, I, I was going to bars to try to meet girls. I was uh, eating, you know, my, I would go out to dinner with my friends, but I wouldn't eat at dinner. I would eat after the bar at the 24 hour drive through. And oh I, would, shit. I think I saw this on the podcast with uh, Will Sasso. Yeah. I think it's something like this. You were like, you said, oh yeah, guys, I'll, I'll see you. And he just ate another meal or something by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That was almost daily. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I, I like I like somehow had the idea that my friends would sit around and wonder, like, he never really eats. Like, what's how is he how is he maintaining this mass? You know, he's a genetic <laughs> freak. And and were the women like like were you were you getting women at your big, you know, like, you know, I not women not liking you. No, no, I mean, listen, I think that um, I also lived in Hollywood at the time. And there's an aspect, I think, of fame, whatever fame I had was how I could rationalize. And I did a lot of drugs and alcohol back then, which I'm sober now for a long time. And so I had less inhibitions when I was drunk or high. Um, And I think that's helpful, you know, because, you know, I didn't, I wasn't so hard on myself when I did drugs. Uh, the drugs could, could separate me from that. And, and I wasn't just thinking like I'm garbage. I felt like everything's great. Right. And, um, and then I could talk to girls and then the more you talk to girls, the more without, without feeling like you're a piece of trash, then they don't think you're a piece of trash. I think they can have, they can, they have spidey senses, right? Like if you go up and talk to them thinking, you know, um, so I really think um, if we can convince ourselves that we're not trash, then we don't have to do all the other stuff. And it is kind of like mental gymnastics a little bit, but it's possible. No, you're right. And, and I, I didn't even think of that. They definitely know, like, they, like that's why women like confidence, you know. Like, it's like they 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 know. Yeah. Without even you say anything. Yeah, it's some pretty- guy he you know doesn't have to drive a Maserati, doesn't have to have a yacht. Um, the, the dude could work at a pizza parlor, but he walks into a bar and he fucking feels himself. <laughs> The girls like, like he's got something's happening here, right? That dude is attractive simply based on his confidence. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. I I do think that's a big part of it. Um, 
and I think that uh, as far as success in anything goes, that the more we can build ourselves up, you know, not delusionally, obviously, but at least find real things that we can believe in about ourselves, then we can have more success in other areas. Like, it, I do think it will be hard to have a girlfriend and respect her if she's dating somebody you hate. Wow, that's true. Yep. You know? You're exactly right. And I was going to ask you, what, what like made you be like, you know what, this is it. Like, I got to get, I got to get right here. You know, it was a, it was a very bizarre thing. And I, and I think I can only um, talk about it in these terms because all of these things kind of happened because my wife, who was my best friend, who then after a while we were going out and I, and, and I somehow, she, it was as though she was only aware of me as uh, like, she'd look in my eyes and wasn't seeing everything and was just connecting with me based on my mind and, you know, talking to her and making her laugh. And there was a moment where I, where I would go like, it was the, it was the first time that I had something with somebody and I went, God, this is great. How do I, how do I make sure that this experience lasts forever? Right. And it was the idea, like, what does she like doing? She likes going on hikes. She likes walking around museums. She likes to do all these things. I don't, I'm not, I, I'm in no state to hike. Right. I wasn't um, standing around at a museum. Like I like looking at art, but like, that's a lot of time on my feet, not into it. Um, so how do I get good at that? And, and I just very quickly realized like, oh, if I want long-term success with this girl, I'm going to have to make some changes with myself. And I really think it was the first time I didn't hate myself because I didn't feel like in my relationship with her, my body wasn't a huge factor, you know? Okay. So, I mean, I think I pretty, I lucked out really, you yeah. know, but I don't think it has to happen in those, in that sequence. But I do think like, I didn't hate myself when I was with her. And, um, and then that was fun. Not hating myself was fun. And like, I found aspects of myself that were cool enough to want to make better. That's, that's great, dude. Good for you, man. Cause yeah, I mean, um, it, it, when you, when you started, like, like, what, what would you do? Like, just like baby steps or like you went full force or the first diet I did, I went full force and I did, a a liquid diet for two months. I lost over 80 pounds. And, oh, and I will say after that, my weight fluctuated a lot going from like then to now, but those 80 pounds that I lost, I never looked back. I never went back and dipped into that. Um, and it was hard. Uh, it was kind of a miserable two months, but like I did it. Wait, so two months of, of just liquid. Yeah. I mean the, the, the program I was on, 
I would take like fiber pills and I think a multivitamin and some like maybe fish oil capsules. But other than that, it was these protein shakes um, that I would drink three of a day, basically. And uh, it, w- it was definitely not fun, but it wasn't it wasn't the hardest diet I ever did. I've done diets that are that hard. Um, you know, I think the size I was at, it was perfectly fine to do that diet because I had lots of stored energy. Um, I wouldn't do that now at the size I'm at, but back then totally fine. Okay. Yeah. No, good to know. I was, cause I was looking into, uh, weight watchers. My buddy, Joey, my buddy, Joey Diaz, Joey Coco Diaz, did Weight Watchers for a long time. He loved oh, it. Oh, that's your buddy? That guy, dude. That guy's the man, man. He's oh, awesome. Oh, man, that's your buddy. That's cool, man. Yeah, good dude. And he, and he he did Weight it? Watchers. Say it again. Okay. Sorry, sorry. He he does it? like, Or he, he did it? He, I don't know if he's doing it now, but he did. He was doing it, and he lost a bunch of weight doing it. And for okay. him, it really uh, – okay. this whole, like um, – uh, point system like you, you're given you've got a certain amount of points I think per day and like certain foods equal points and you just eat until your points are up and once you're out of points you don't eat anymore I believe that's how it works I kind of like that because it's not like just chicken and rice like you could pick and choose what would use on the points you know that, like, I feel like it's sustainable yeah yeah and from what I remember there are some uh, free foods on it which are like I could be wrong. Like somebody could listen to this and go like, that's fucking crazy. He's dead wrong. But I believe hard boiled eggs are, are don't count as a point. And when I was hearing this, I was like, well, shit, if I, if I eat my food, I could survive eight hours just on hard boiled eggs. That's not so hard. You know, it seems like something that's really designed to like, to not mess up, you know, as you said, like, give me pizza, give me Chinese. And like, yeah, I think you can have pizza and Chinese on Weight Watchers. So maybe that's something you should, if, if that could align with your goals a little bit more. Because I don't know. I mean, maybe I don't want to admit it. I don't think I'm addicted to food or I, I don't, I mean, I don't know, but I can't see myself ever not eating pizza again. Right. You know, I don't know if that means I'm addicted to pizza. I don't know. But like, I don't want to have a diet where I can't eat pizza. So that's why Weight Watchers would work, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like it. Yeah. Listen, I'm not interested in, in, in people depriving themselves of anything. You know what I mean? Like, um, I really think that, uh, there's gotta be a universe where we find, where, where we just find balance. And, uh, you know, for me, I'm just happy to know that you're actively working on like liking yourself and like being nice to yourself. Like, I think that's a huge step. Like, I don't really think you need to worry about much more than just like being successful with that, like that. I'm happy for you, you know? Thanks a lot. I appreciate that, man. Thanks. Yeah, it, It's uh, every day. Some, it's a journey, but it's, it's, it's kind of, it's gotten better. And um, that, that post really helped me a lot. Yeah. All the people reaching out and stuff. It was, it's been fantastic. Yeah. Luke, thank you so much for talking to me. And, and I, I really enjoy watching you on social media. I hope you post more. Fuck the haters. Like, and even if you're the hater, fuck you, um, (laughs) you know, uh, and, and, uh, 
and I just I just hope to continue watching you, you know, admire yourself and be nice to yourself because I think it's a it's a really nice thing to see. Thank you. Ethan, thank you so much for for reaching out to me, man. It, it, this has been cool as hell. You know, this has been a great time and I, I really appreciate it, brother. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Okay. Have a good night. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. And now for the Q&A. Gabe says, Hi, Gabe. Hello, Ethan and crew. I am on another journey to drop massive weight again. And he puts a sad face. That's okay, Gabe. Currently, I'm down to roughly 293 from 348 with many more to go. My question is about post-workout nutrition. I absolute only time, sorry, let me say that again. The absolute only time that I can work out is after I put the kiddos to bed. I'm normally in my gym by 8 p.m. And once I'm done working out, it's shower and bed as I wake up early every day between 3 a.m. and 4.30. Should I eat anything after the workout? Should I drink protein? I'm lactose intolerant, so I can't have whey or casein. What should I do? I would suggest you eat a meal after your workout. I sit in my car in the gym parking lot and eat my biggest meal of the day immediately following my workout. But he's saying it's late at night. Who gives a shit? Do it anyway. Yeah, what does late at night mean? Right. Well, I mean, it's late and he gets up super early. He puts his kids to bed at 8 p.m. He works out. I he's know, getting up at 3 a.m. What's the point? Oh, like, what does it matter? He just worked out. Right. He's just worked out. You're not going to get fat if you're, unless you've been binge eating all day mm-hmm. and, and, and like, and your workout doesn't take up your excess calories. If you're in a caloric deficit, doesn't really matter when you eat. I don't eat at night because I like to sit around and do nothing at night. And I find that if I'm eating, I'll be eating out of boredom, not mm-hmm. necessarily out of hunger. That's the only reason I don't eat at night. Yeah. I do take uh, casein protein right before bed simply because I'm going to go a long stretch without eating anything. And I don't want super long stretches without eating anything. My biggest meal of the day is in my car immediately following my workout. I would recommend, if you can, to eat something. Okay. I wouldn't even recommend to drink your stuff. To eat, a, eat if you can. And are you saying that because it's just so beneficial to eat a great, a good healthy meal after working out? Because uh, as far as like carbs getting into your muscles, I know your muscles are super. I, I just. Uh, before I even was working out with a guy and now I have a professional bodybuilder programming my workouts before I was even doing that, I ate immediately following Hmm. meals. I just don't think you want to tax your body and then not give it sustenance. Ah, got it. Okay, great. Yeah. Perfect. I mean that, listen, that's my recommendation. You could have some, intermittent fasting guru come on here and say Ethan's full of shit you don't need to eat and maybe you don't right I eat yeah. immediately following a workout and he if could try that if somebody asked me should I eat after a workout I'd say yeah I think so right he can try it and see how it works for him yeah great perfect there you go, Gabe. thanks I'm, for the question yeah and all you intermittent fasting gurus come at me let's fight <laughs> just kidding <laughs> If you have a question for Ethan that you'd like answered on this podcast, please email it to AmericanGlutton.net. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of American Glutton. I'm Ethan Suplee, and as always, joined by my chaperone, Paige Dorian. Follow us on Instagram at American Glutton Podcast. Sincerely. <laughs>